Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuening-Bell. If you've ever been worried whether you've been watched, whether your conversations are being listened to, whether whether somebody right now is reading your emails, the one that you've sent today last year, this is a show to listen to because we're going to be talking about your right to privacy, what the law says, who can actually intercept your communication and who can't. Uh, I'll be joined in the studio uh, by Lucian Yes, you're an attorney you know very well. We've had many times when it comes to matters of information and technology. So that's the show tonight. Uh, do give us a call. The number to dial is always is 86 The Law Report with Michael Matwening Bell, Kaya FM 95.9. Like me, you would have seen the judgment of Amapungani Center for Investigative Journalism uh, and uh, Mr. Patrick Stephen Soule. Uh, that is against the uh, Minister of Justice and Correctional Services where Judge Sutherland had to um, decide on a matter pertaining to issues of your privacy. So helping me to understand how this has changed your life essentially. In other words, to what extent can Big Brother watch over you? We're going to be getting some of the limitations and understanding just how the system is going to work and how it's been working. Because I think many of us, when Rika was coming in, we, we would have just, you know, I can just imagine um, non-lawyers looking at it as just something that just affects your, your cell phone and how you interact and interface with your cell phone. But it had far-reaching consequences to you and it empowered the state to do uh, more things than you might have imagined. So this is a show to you uh, for you, and I do look forward to engaging with you. I look forward to all of your calls. As always, the number to dial is 086-00-00959. Let me welcome uh, attorney Lucian Pierce. Um, he's an attorney specializing in, in these matters. Lucian, thank you so much for joining us, and it's good to be talking to you again. Yeah, it's great to be back, Michael. Uh, you know, we, we always turn to you when... It comes to matters of technology, information, because this is this is your area of of of, of focus. For those of us that you know don't don't really um, you know know what Rika is and what it does. Um, there was a commotion in South Africa, but also Nigeria had its own commotion where uh, if you're going to buy a cell phone, you're required to fill out forms, give IDs, so that people know what number is associated with Michael Mutwening Bill versus Lucien Pierce. What is RICA and what, what does that act deal with? Okay, so, so like you say, Michael, most of us would know it because of the inconvenience it sometimes brings us when we go and apply for a new cell phone or uh, open up a new cell phone account. Uh, and typically you're asked to bring a whole lot of documentation with and then to bring copies of your ID. And after that, you, of course, get your SIM card uh, and, and get, uh, get your cell phone as well. But there's another aspect to it which many people might not have known about. Uh, And it deals with interception and monitoring of your communications, whether you're on a phone call, whether you're sending an email, whether you're sending an SMS. Uh, And it essentially regulates or regulated how um, our state security uh, services could actually spy on you, monitor each of these forms of communication uh, that we typically use. So it set out quite a, a, f- a few provisions as to how this could happen because the intention was that uh, our spies not be allowed to do this, um, you know, as and when they, they feel like it. Mm. It set out a structure uh, as to how they could apply for a, a type of warrant, if you want to call it that. Uh, they would then have to speak to a very senior judge. Or so this is that. how it actually worked. So they, they, didn't, they can't just wake up and decide, I'm going to intercept Lucien today. Precisely. Right. They would have to have some sort of reason. Maybe Lucien is getting up to some sort of crime or, or, or something else that's illegal. Uh-huh. Uh, and then they would approach the judge and try and convince the judge to give them the permission to monitor my cell phone or my internet communications. And, 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 and there's something interesting about these judges. I mean, when I want to get the same way I would search your house if I'm a police officer, I would go to a magistrate or a judge and I'd say, I have reason to believe that Lucien is committing a crime. Can I get a warrant to go search his premises? And that, that's me going to a court, yes. right? And there's a special way how this works. Yes. Okay. So in this instance, given um, the, the very important right of privacy that we have, I mean, mm. it's, it's, it's in the Constitution. It's a, it's a right that's guaranteed. Um, because this inv- involves an invasion of that right, an infringement of that right, uh, you're not going to um, ordinarily just, just get the permission very easily, which is why they've selected very senior retired judges who act as what they call a designated judge who decides whether to give this warrant or not. Mm. Uh, so it's not any 
judge at any time. You can, in certain instances, go to a magistrate, but typically in an emergency. Uh, but in, in, in this, in a normal circumstance, it would be a very senior judge who would decide whether to give this warrant or not because of the serious implications on a person's privacy. You're going to be spying on someone, observing their every communication with, uh, with whoever they're dealing with. And, 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 you know, I'm thinking we have 54 million citizens in South Africa alone and we have people that are in the Republic. So where would, would this obviously be applying to people that are here, which could be in a region of 80 million or so people? I, I'm, assume, I'm, I'm really just speculating. So these judges are seized with quite a bit of work if, if, if one sort of tries to speculate just how much is involved in, in surveying every possible suspected uh, communication. Yeah, so so I'd like to think that uh, that they're not getting warrants uh, every day, and yeah. only only be in, in very serious circumstances. But, but 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 perhaps as you answer that, I'm not, I'm sorry to interrupt you. I'm just trying to get a sense of how many of these judges are designated for this. What what are we looking at? Is it sort of one judge, or do you have like a, a big pool from which you know you can go and and make various applications? As far as I'm aware, look, I, I can't say accurately yeah. how many judges. Fair there enough. Are, but fair not enough. That many. Yeah. yeah. Fair enough. All right, let's bring in uh, Sam Soul. Uh, Sam Soul is um, was um, the second applicant in this matter that just got recently um, decided on the on the the judgment was handed down on the sixteenth of September. Sam Soul, thank you so much for talking to us and welcome to the Law Report. Hello, hello, Sam. Yes, hi. Yes, I was saying thank you so much for talking to us tonight and uh, and welcome. Can you hear me? Right. Yeah. So, so, so perhaps for those, you know, so you are, are, are with Amabungani, you're the managing uh, uh, director there. Uh, maybe just give us a, a, some background of how you came to bring this application alongside Amabungani. Sure. Just, just to answer the question that you posed earlier that I was listening to, there, there's only one uh, designated judge. Um, mm. That's in the sense part of the of the problem of, this, mm. of, of the mm. structure of the of, of, of the setup. Um, uh, well, look. So um, we 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 had kind of a quite a long history um, at the Mail and Guardian and and Amabungani in terms of uh, suspecting that our communications were. Uh, intercepted. Mm. Um, we we lodged a complaint with the Inspector General of Intelligence in, in 2009, um, and after a long process, they came back and, and just said they've done an investigation, and uh, you know nothing illegal was found. Uh, but they wouldn't even say whether we had uh, been monitored or uh, our communications intercepted or not. Mm. And then in uh, 2015. Um, as a result of the uh, fight around the, the, the Zuma spy tapes, um, uh, it, it, it came to the fore that uh, my communications had been monitored in 2008. Hmm. Um, Zuma's uh, then attorney, uh, Michael Halley, attached a transcript of a, a couple of conversations or communications that I've had in 2008 uh, to one of their court applications. Hmm. Um, and it was an official uh, transcript um, that they'd got via the whole spy tapes process. Um, and, and so uh, they, they tried to make something of that. They didn't make, manage to make anything of it. It was a conversation between me and um, advocate uh, Billy Donner, who was the lead prosecutor uh, in, 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 that, in that case, mm. um, with whom I'd had a, a, a con- confidential conversation. And unbeknownst to both of us, uh, that conversation had been monitored uh, by the intelligence services and it, and it emerged uh, then during the spy tape saga. But that that allowed us to prove that I had been officially monitored. And it was on the back of that that we were able to launch this challenge uh, to the kind of surveillance architecture, the legal architecture in, in South Africa, which um, is, is, is based essentially on, on RICA. Um, but also comprises what's called bulk interception, and I can talk about both of those. Yeah, and 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 I think Lucien, you, you know, uh, off the line, we 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 spoke about you know what the what this judgment 
means and what 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 it introduced, what it deals with. And you, you mentioned that there were five things, and 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 of the five, you mentioned bulk interceptions. Maybe let's just maybe as an overview before we get into the nitty gritties, just for the benefit of 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 Afropolitans listening, just to get an overview of what are the you know what are those five new things, and and then we will turn to to deal with the specifics. And if you've just tuned in, um, I'm I'm in conversation with Lucian Pierce. He's a privacy uh, attorney, and also Sam Sol, managing partner at Amabungani. And this this discussion comes at the back of judgment handed down by the uh, South Gauteng High Court uh, by Judge Sutherland on the 16th of September where certain provisions of RICA were declared unlawful and the legislature was ordered to remedy uh, the, the, the unlawfulness within a space of two years. So this is a very important development and uh, we do look forward to engaging with you. Of course, uh, if you are like me and you're always wondering whether your interception and you can understand um, I might have a, even a bigger interest in this as a person, as an attorney, because I, for a living, talk about very sensitive things that affect that affect the lives of other people, and and I would want the comfort to know that my conversations are not being intercepted. So, so that's our show. Do give us a ring: oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. So the overview, Lucian. Okay, cool. So, mm. so Sam and uh, the the other applicant in the matter. Um, Raised raised five issues that they took issue with. Yeah, the first one was the the right to be given notice after they'd been the subjects of surveillance, uh, simply because you know you could be monitored for years and years and never know what's going on. Yeah, and of course once you're given notice, you you, you have the opportunity to go and assess whether in fact um, that that uh, surveillance was legal or not, and if if it was illegal, you could potentially take action against uh, whoever. Um, basically lied to the designated judge, if you want mm. to put it that way. Uh, the second was, in fact, the selection of the judges or the judge who um, uh, issued is, is designated. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, and a whole lot of flaws were pointed out in the process uh, of appointing the judge and, of course, in, in how information is presented to the judge. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so the court, and I, I won't go into what the decisions were, or perhaps I could just uh, say that right now. The court said, yes, there are, in fact, problems and, and uh, in short, gave uh, suggested another solution for that. The third point was, in fact, the uh, safeguards regarding how information is dealt with. How is it kept? Who can access it? Uh, and and are so there after it's been gathered, precisely, right? Precisely. So it's kept for a certain period of time, uh, and the judge looked at, uh, at how long that information should be kept, and of course uh, left it at three years. But uh, but did identify problems in the way that this information could be accessed illegally by people who um, have have bad intentions. I, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know the facts um, as 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 well as you and Sam Sol might know them. But it, it when when Sam Sol mentions that his communication that he has had um, um, uh, in as far back as 2008 was part of what the transcripts thereof were an annexure to what I assume is a private criminal case pertaining to somebody who happened to be a president at the time. That seems to me like already a problem. Did you get the same sense, uh, sense uh, Sam Sol? No, well, look, I mean... Uh, and and what, perhaps what? let me let, to be clear, just to sort of maybe be pointed in the question. Surely, uh, matters of state security should be handled by the state itself, not people that happen to be officials in the state when pursuing or defending their personal interests. Yeah, look, I mean, there, there's a lot of question marks about the, the Zuma spy tapes. Mm. Um, uh, so, so what happened is, uh, I think both the uh, Crime Intelligence uh, Division of the South African Police Service and the National Intelligence Agency were monitoring various individuals within the NPA and the Scorpions mm. um, because there was a factional battle within the government and within the ANC between the Mbeki people and, 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 and Zuma. Mm. Um, and uh, their main target, it seemed at that stage, uh, was Leonard McCarthy, who was the head of the Scorpions, um, and, and those recordings, um, electronic interceptions, were leaked to Michael Halley, mm. the uh, attorney of, of, uh, of President, or the Deputy President uh, Zuma. Mm. And he used that uh, to launch uh, a demand that the case against him be, be thrown out or withdrawn because it was tainted by the, the conduct of, of Mr. McCarthy. Now, 
among the people who were monitored, uh, whose phones were monitored in that process, uh, was was my phone. Um, it's not clear to me uh, because the National Service Agency would, would never tell us, never provide us with the motivation mm. uh, that was given to the judge in order to sign off on, on that interception. Um, uh, so it was never clear to me why my phone was, was monitored, but presumably because I was investigating the arms deal, I was in contact with people. Um, and then that, that recording years later, uh, pitched up as part part of uh, part of that uh, part of that case. Mm. Um, so that that that's I mean that's the background to 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 how it happened. But I think the I mean the issue is um, there were uh, a couple of pages of transcripts uh, which they cited. But what we established was that you know they had listened to my phone uh, for for six months. Hmm. Um, and the question that arose in terms of weekends on is, you know, what happens to all that material? Mm-hmm. My private and pro- professional life was monitored for six months. Who gets access to that? Is it is it is it destroyed? Is discarded? Mm-hmm. Who you know? Is it copied? Is it u- held to use, be used against me at some some later date? And, and and the fact that there are no proper controls around that process and and no paper trail and so on is part of what the judge found was 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 lacking in 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 the act and 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 you know as, as you speaking um w- the act as it exists it, it, did it even empower you know you to even you know it, not so much the act itself sort of not so much sort of challenging the provisions of the act itself but does it empower you to kind of have some standing to to now challenge the um unlawfulness of the of, of, of the interception of your communication in the first place? Or is it that what you've now challenged in the RICA Act allows for that? It, 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 and I'm not sure if the question is not clear. It, it, is, it is simply this. It, the Act as it's currently framed, does it allow you to challenge your interceptions ex post facto after the fact? Or is what you is the victory that you've now gained that sort of in a sense, allows for some transparency. The only thing that will now probably in the future allow you to challenge a decision to intercept your communication in the first place. Look, I think that was part of our argument. Mm. Um, you, you never get to vindicate your, your right to privacy because mm. you, you generally never know that it has been violated because uh, you know nobody, not, nobody bashes down your door and comes into your house. Correct. Come into your electronic uh, sort of abode without without you you, you seeing, mm. um, and it was only because of these these specific circumstances that I I found out and was able to kind of pr- prove. And so wh- what we argued is that you know that's a key problem with the act because uh, no one no one generally knows that they they've been monitored, and and therefore there must be something put in place that when it's you know safe. In, in, to do so after the uh, the surveillance is, is over and done and and so on, uh, then the, the target must be notified. So that that does two things. One, it then provides a record of who is the state monitoring, mm. um, because at the moment we don't know. We have uh, a rough idea of how many uh, uh, kind of uh, interception orders are, are, are granted. I don't have those figures in front of me now. Mm. Um, but we don't have any idea of, of who those people are and, and so on. And, and this would certainly create, um, create a picture of who the state is, is, um, is, is monitoring. Mm. Um, secondly, it would provide a platform to you for you to challenge that. I yeah. mean, I think that's certainly, you know, I, I don't know if the act, I, I don't think the act is going to apply retrospectively. Yes. But it, it would, it would certainly provide a basis for somebody to say, okay, you monitored, you monitored me, Sam Sol. On what basis did you do that? I think we must have a fight uh, whereby the uh, security services are going to be dragged, kicking and screaming into the arena where they have to justify their, their, their decisions. And obviously there are some security concerns around around that which would need to be addressed. But I, I think the basis of our kind of constitutional dispensation is you know, the rational justification of, of state action. Yes, but but I mean, even that, I mean, it doesn't strike me as a big risk, Sam, 
um, where they have to justify because I imagine two types of scenarios from from what what this judgment says. I imagine a scenario where they find something, in which case, you know, they don't have to say, hi, Sam, we're sorry we monitored you. They can just act on that information and, and, and take it to the next level. And the other scenario is where they find nothing and, and what, what the victory that you've secured is one that says, um, hi, Sam, we've monitored you, we found nothing. Uh, just for information's sake, this is what we found and we are going to destroy the information. No, no, absolutely right. Mm. I don't think there are insurmountable problems. Yeah. So I don't. So I. So even the one where you know they have to account, I don't see how it presents a security risk because it can be dealt with. You know, um, um, if if they found something, then there's security issues. In which case, um, um, but I mean, you know, that's probably that's probably open to debate. It's not a perfect statement. Let me take a let me take a break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion. If you want to participate or ask any questions to any of my guests, do give us a call. The number to dial: oh eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Call us now: zero eight six double zero double zero nine five nine. Welcome back. I'm in conversation uh, with Sam Sol. He is with Ama Bungani and also Lucien Pierce. He's an attorney specializing in privacy law. And um, I look forward to engaging with you because if you like me, I've always wondered about the security of your information and whether you are being intercepted, whether your emails are safe. Um, this is this is just the engagement for you. And, and of course, you should worry because it being the information age means that all our information is scattered all over all over the world and there's one that is in the public domain but there's ones that we think are private and we'd like the assurance to know that when that privacy is infringed it is done so in in a manner that that balances the state security on the one hand but also our right to privacy very very difficult balancing act i imagine and and perhaps just even on that note lucian i mean um quite recently the state has been criticized to say why are we having all of these xenophobic attacks do we not have a, 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 a state intelligence system that can track these things before they they escalate to their fullest degree as as we've seen and 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 no doubt it's a huge embarrassment to our country but also even us as South Africa we're paying for this right so so one does understand on the one hand the issue of security and 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 the issue of privacy and 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 I'm not sure but it seems to me like a very difficult balancing act. I mean, think about other countries with greater security risks. I mean, we probably have less enemies as a state. So we can probably afford to be, in my opinion, at least more liberal. But other countries who, like France, um, like the US, like, you know, uh, I I wonder whether, you know, them, the balancing act might be slightly different. Well, Look, our, our court based its uh, its decision, mm. um, you know, to to rule in favour of Amabungani on a lot of laws from uh, the European Union, mm. Canada, uh, Japan. Yeah. So they have um, processes in place that we are probably going to implement. So as much as they have security issues, they still have this high regard for. Um, uh, for privacy and for process in terms of of, of surveillance, mm. so uh, you know as much as they have problems, they they have this much higher standard which we should also have uh, have in place as well. Mm. Yeah. And 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 I mean o- o- off the line as well before we started the show, um, you 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 spoke about WikiLeaks uh, as an example, and I, and I think and I like the connection that you made. Um, about how that relates to one of the issues that you've raised about bulk surveillance and how that ties t- ties together. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so one of the um, one of the rulings that uh, our judge, the judge, made in this particular matter mm. was it transpired that uh, the state security agency and other security agencies were in fact engaging in what we call bulk surveillance. Mm. Bulk surveillance is essentially where they monitor. Uh, almost in- indiscriminately every single communication that uh, takes place on a particular network. So uh, take one of the submarine cables, uh, perhaps that... Uh, goes Seacom, Westcom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any, any one of them. Uh, and and it's, it's known that some, some countries have technology that's able to, to lift uh, huge amounts of data that's traveling over these, these um, uh, submarine cables. Uh, your internet browsing habits, emails that I'm sending to people abroad, all of this is lifted. Uh, and what the court said was that there's absolutely no legal basis 
in South African law for um, our, our um, uh, agencies to be doing this. Mm. Uh, they argued that it's, it's, it's decent. Other countries engage in this, but our, uh, you know, the judge wasn't convinced. He said, you know, the, you know, the Americans can do it if they want, but if they're doing it, doesn't mean we must. Do it. <laughs> so he essentially uh, banned uh, box surveillance as well. And he said, until there's some law, a decent law that we understand that says they, uh, you know, the agencies can do it. It's absolutely illegal. And 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 how did this come about, uh, Sam Sol? I'm I'm just trying to work out. I mean, your surveillance was targeted. It was specific to you. Um, how did the issue of bulk surveillance come up in 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 the in these uh, uh, in your case or or these facts? Well, look. I mean, uh, when we, uh, I mean, we we didn't only uh, take this case on because of me. I mean, mm. Abu is a, a non-profit organisation, and when we do sort of public interest litigation like this. It's about uh, kind of broader rights, um, media freedom rights, um, rights that journalists need to, to promote and protect, um, you know, their work. So we looked at RICA, um, but we also looked at, at the broader kind of uh, practice of surveillance. And it was very clear both from uh, some of the cases here in South Africa and internationally, the, you know, the, the disclosed by Snowden, uh, for instance, that this kind of bulk interception, which is automatic, but which can be kind of targeted at the same time, mm. is 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 the most powerful tool in a way that the the services have, and it's the most open to to abuse. Um, and when we looked at the legislation, it was clear that there there's there is no enabling legislation. There was no enabling legislation in our view. Um, and, and the intelligence services just simply took the view that um, this was foreign signals intelligence and was not, uh, you know, it was not bound by any South African law. But the way they defined foreign signal intelligence was um, if any leg of the conversation was outside of the country. Mm. Um, and, and that may have been a kind of justifiable stance, you know, 17 years ago or, or so when, when the legislation was chopped. Was, was drafted, but now, as we all know, we all use uh, these international platforms um, for communicating with each other in the same in the, in the same country. Mm. Skype, if we use um, WhatsApp, if we use Gmail, if we use you know all all kinds of uh, 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 platforms. Uh, they all operate via servers that that, that are that are offshore, and therefore they are in terms of the practice adopted by the intelligence agencies um, open season um, so it's it's a backdoor way to monitor um, every South African or, or almost um, with without going to a judge without seeking a specific um, uh, permission mm. and and so we you know we raised this as part of our case and indeed the judge um, uh, tried very hard to to look and see if this was Authorized by any South African law, and he, and, and he found it, it's not, and therefore it's illegal. Mm. So before we, we we took a break initially, Lucian, you were you were sort of taking us through, um, you know, that that nice overview of what the the, the, the court dedicated attention to, and 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 I think you'd covered three. So there's two more. To go. Yeah, yeah, okay. So the the two more included the bulk surveillance. Right. The one remaining one was. Um, was something that was quite pertinent to to uh, Sam and other journalists and to lawyers like myself, mm. uh, and and basically what what Sam and uh, Sam and and um, Bungane asked for was for special treatment in the case of surveillance uh, of journalists and uh, and of lawyers, mm. um, and essentially what they asked the court to do was was to ensure or require that whoever was making an application to to monitor and surveil uh, either a journalist or a lawyer was to disclose this upfront to the judge and make sure the judge was aware of this. Uh, and also what they asked was for uh, a judge to then be able to make additional um, provisions in, if, if he granted this order for surveillance uh, to protect the, the, the right to um, uh, privilege that ju- uh, lawyers enjoy and also uh, the right to protect the source, their sources. Uh, this is the right that, that journalists enjoy. So essentially, he's elevated and increased the, the, the rights that uh, that journalists have, and and actually made sure that the rights that um, lawyers have or their clients have uh, to, to to talk to their their attorneys in a in, in a privileged environment 
um, that this is reinforced and asserted. So we have those added protections now that uh, that were not clear um, from Rick in the past. I'm sorry to 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 um, to ask this question. It, it it really just comes from a place of I don't know. I want to know, Sam. I, I can understand quite you know um, readily, perhaps in respect of lawyers, because you know. Um, we have a, a privilege, and privilege is, is a legally protected right. So it's not a, you know, it. it we, I always make the point that it's distinguishable to, example, um, an ethical duty that a doctor owes to his client. That is an, a duty of confidentiality. Ours is is not confidentiality, which is more of an ethical question. It's a legal obligation to keep privileged information we receive from clients. I just want to understand how you've navigated the one of journalists um, and, and how the special provisions were, were sort of argued uh, insofar as journalists are concerned. Sure. Look, I mean, it's, it's hard to put it better than the, the, than the judge did. Um, mm. But I think, um, you know, it, the, the argument flows from the same kind of instrumentality. Um, uh, the privilege granted to lawyers is... Uh, Granted, because without that, the, the, the system would not work, mm. or, or, or would be it would would work less well uh, than that, than it should. Mm. Um, and I think the same argument uh, we applied, and and, and the judge um, accepted in the case of of uh, of journalists, um, the role of journalists in exposing wrongdoing rests um, in, in an important way on uh, people coming to us and disclosing information that they would not disclose uh, if they had uh, a fear or reasonable suspicion that their identity would be dis- would be easily disclosed. Um, we grant um, or make promises of confidentiality um, and people, you know, take those promises at face, face value. If the state can very easily intrude um, on, on, on that confidentiality, it undermines it undermines that process, and essentially, that's the the the, um, the argument that the, the, the judge accepted. Now, we didn't argue that uh, you know journalists should be exempt from from any of these things. Mm. Merely that um, the judge must take that into account uh, when reaching a decision. Um, that there that that there is uh, a sort of a, a heightened uh, risk, systemic risk. When, when you are monitoring a, a, a journalist or, or a lawyer. Neither of those two people can, uh, can, you know, are, are, can be said never to engage in, in anything criminal or nefarious, um, but, but the, uh, this kind of systemic abuse of looking over their shoulders has to be taken into account. It, 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 it's you know, it, and and again, I'm I'm asking from from a place of sheer curiosity and and not at all expressing a view. But what w- wouldn't sort of also open it up? I mean, I, I imagine um, that it, one might argue that it's open. You know, the, the the same protection that a journalist would want would would be sought by a psychiatrist or a priest or even a doctor. Uh, look, I, I think I think that's true, and I think mm. that um, you know. Uh, on a case-by-case uh, basis, you know, maybe this will be extended. I mm. think that what is different is that in our constitutional scheme, mm. um, the media and the role of journalists is given a, spe- uh, a particular protection and a particular role um, in, in holding power to account and so on. So it's it's not about an individual uh, uh, kind of promise of confidentiality um, as between you know, a, a, a doctor and a patient. Um, it's about uh, how does that confidentiality fit into a constitutional scheme that needs to be protected. Mm. But I mean, also, um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm imagining, you know, um, I, and I find it very difficult to, uh, to understand because the, the whole purpose of intercepting would be to guard, um, to guard state security. And, and even intercepting a journalist, to me, sounds... Absurd, at at face value, unless there are, unless there's other information, you know, because generally, you know, if, if somebody writing about the events of the state cannot, in in and of itself, present security risk, but maybe maybe one is thinking out loud. I, 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 I I'm not sure, but perhaps you know, uh, I, turning it to maybe more pertinent a question is how does this case, Rika, this case interface with Puppy? 
And, and perhaps let's start by explaining what Poppy is. Okay. Um, Poppy is a privacy law which um, uh, is basically arises out of Section 14 of our Constitution, which ensures the right to privacy. In the bad old days, you'd have people peeping through windows, tapping your phones willy-nilly, uh, steaming your uh, letters open, um, and, uh, you know, there weren't any protections in place. So what Poppy does is it pl- places an obligation on both the state and uh, private people to ensure that what they do with their information, with your information, is within certain uh, conditions. So it essentially gives you a whole lot of protections as to how your personal information is used, who may use it, and how long they can keep it uh, in certain instances when they are required to destroy it. Uh, so that's po- what Poppy is. About. And, and this would apply, so I open an account with a, with a telecommunications company, and, and I then say, well, whatever information you gather about me, I know, I know that you're going to have this information. This is how I'd like you to use it. This is me filling out a form, giving you all my personal details. So that's, that's essentially what it does. Yeah, basically. So, so to take it a step further, mm. what you do is when you give your information to the telecommunications company, you don't expect it, expect them to then take your information and to hand it over to a, another industry, a marketer or somebody who's going to sell you timeshare. Uh, the purpose you gave it to them for was to open up a telephone a telecommunications account. Indeed. Uh, so, so those are the restrictions that that Poppy puts in place. It it forces people to use the information you give them only for that particular purpose. Right. Let's take a break, and when we come back, we continue our discussion talking about privacy law. We're back after this. Know your rights. Know the law. The Law Report with Michael Matuining Bill. Nineteen minutes before nine o'clock. After me, uh, Sutumeya, she's up next. And if you love her music like me, you'll definitely be tuning in. I'll certainly will as I as I drive home um, after the show. But remember, um, our show, like any other show that we do, is recorded or as podcast, so you can go to Kai FM um, Rewind and um, catch this show. Um, as well as all my other shows, as well as all other shows that are recorded, this show becomes available at noon tomorrow, so you can look forward to that. If you've just tuned in, I'm in conversation with uh, uh, Lucien Pierce. He's, a, he's, a, he's an attorney specializing in, uh, in privacy law, amongst other things, as well as uh, Sam Sol, who's the managing partner at Amapungani. And um, this conversation, come, conversation comes at the back of the victory by Amabungani at the uh, South Gauteng High Court, where Judge Sutherland um, ruled that certain provisions of RICA should be declared um, 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 unconstitutional. And maybe if we can just turn to that, Lucian, if I can just ask you exactly to point out what 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 is the, you know, are they unlawful now? Are they going to be, um, you know, uh, what does it leave? What laws are now in place now that, that this is declared unlawful? You know, does it apply? Just to go, kind of give us a take of what does, where does this leave us today? Sure. Okay. So a lot of the initial reports when, uh, when the ruling was, uh, was handed down were, uh, were wrong mm-hmm. because uh, quite a few people were saying RICA has been declared uh, unconstitutional and has been suspended and doesn't apply anymore, etc., etc. Uh, but if you read the judgment, you'll see that, yes, indeed, Judge Sutherland did say that uh, RICA and certain provisions that he focused on uh, are indeed in unconstitutional. Um, but what he did do was, you know, you, you couldn't just leave this vacuum for the next uh, two years. So he basically suspended it and he said to the state, I'm giving you two years to go and remedy each of these issues that I have identified as being unconstitutional. Um, so, so he's essentially given the state some time because you can't just go and change a law. You have to go through certain processes. Indeed, parliament. Well, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You come up with, uh, with, with a new draft. You perhaps have to, you have to publish it. You have to get comment on it. It then, then has to be debated. Uh, so it has to go through this whole process, and that doesn't happen overnight, which mm-hmm. is why uh, you know, he's given three, uh, two years. And that is, in fact, what Amabungane asked for as well, which is quite a reasonable request. Um, so as far as, as, as Rika goes, we're going to have to go through this process um, over two years of looking for better ways to fix the problems that is identified. But in the meantime, uh, those areas that he hasn't um, 
put interim uh, provisions in place for. Uh, they will continue as is. There are mm. two or three that he's put interim orders in place. Uh, the the most important, I suppose, for Sam being uh, the requirements over the next two years to always notify the judge uh, that there are journalists or, or, or lawyers involved. Uh, so that is probably the most pertinent one. Um, he's also ordered that... Um, uh, as far as the designated judge is concerned, uh, that um, a process be followed in terms of appointing uh, the next designated judge. And that process will be for uh, the for Chief Justice Mukweng, um, if he's still around or during the, you know, whenever going forward, uh, for him to select uh, a designated judge or the designated judges, depending on where we end up, um, and, uh, and and uh, nominate that that uh, designated judge, and then the minister of justice will then appoint the designated judge um, going forward. I mean, on that, and 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 perhaps perhaps this point can be uh, neutralised, as it were, by saying that the, these are matters of state security. But it seemed to me, uh, Sam Sol, that a better solution would have been one that works with a normal warrant, where where you go to any judge, because I think once. The system of having a designated judge in and of itself creates problems. If I launch a case now, um, I don't know which judge is going to hear it. I don't know their biases, their interests, and their their leanings. And and we all have leanings. We all have we all human beings. We all have dispositions. And 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 my concern would be if you go if if now you want to apply for a warrant, you're going to go and for example in the high court they rotate. And and every week you won't know who's going to hear your urgent. They 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 rotate. So you could have any of the two hundred and fifty lawyers, I mean two hundred and fifty judges, decide on on your warrant or your your application um, um, uh, to search somebody, right? And 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 I'm not sure if having a designated judge in itself helps. Um, one that you know for sure you're going to have this judge or any three judges. I think when, when you were explaining this to me, Lucien, you said that the system where I think the recommendation is that there at least be a pool of them, which, which still doesn't, in my opinion, cure the problem. Uh, Sam, so what, what, what do you make of that? Do you think that perhaps we, we have made some progress in what we have? Is, is the gain enough to, to put to rest the issues that you, you had in the first place? Look, uh, I agree with you. I mean, the argument that you make um, is one that, that we made uh, in, in our papers because there is, especially in the intelligence world, uh, a sort of uh, a feature of, of institutional capture mm. because it's all about the secret world. It's about, you know, uh, knowing stuff that nobody else knows. There is a tendency uh, for people to be drawn into that world and to be you know, suspend the kind of criti- uh, critical faculties that they, they, they might otherwise uh, exercise. Mm. Um, so, I mean, we recommended that um, it, it, the, the, the judges be much more wide open, there'd at least be a panel. Mm. Um, but because of the issue of a separation of powers, that, that, the, that the, the judge correctly felt he cannot legislate this. Um, he said it's up to Parliament to make those decisions. I, I've said I, I agree with this one judge appointed by the, the minister. Um, that violates uh, the requirement that, that uh, there be sufficient independence uh, in the decision making. But I'm not going to decide on, on on the final remedy. Fair enough. Uh, so he didn't the, prescribe the, to say the remedy. Hmm. Yeah, the interim remedy that he put in was okay. It's no longer going to be a person appointed by the minister. It's going to be a person. Appointed um, or nominated by the, by the by the chief justice, you know that's a small shift, um, but it's just the interim uh, the, the the interim arrangement until Parliament makes makes a, a final decision. But the point that you made about the kind of structural independence that that one needs um, is is precisely the point that we argued. Mm-hmm. And and the I mean just for you know if, for for the Afropolitan wondering why. Why are you not hearing from um, um, the uh, the Department of Justice? We did send out an invitation, and we were told that this matter um, would be appealed um, um, by by the Department of Justice. Your your take on, on that, Sam Sol? Yes. Look, um, I mean, I, 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 we published a piece today where I kind of analysed some of that. Mm. Um, you know, I, I think this this case has 
um, in a sense, been a demonstration of uh, the, the the sorry sorry state that the state is in. Mm. Because uh, way back in in 2017, April 2017, when we started, um, at that point they conceded that there were problems with with weaker. Mm. Um, so it wasn't as if they they weren't aware uh, that there were there were deficiencies. Um, they said that there was a process uh, in place to to redraft or, or create, you know create a new law, and that's one of the arguments that they put uh, to the judge as to why we why he shouldn't you know why the case should be thrown out because they were going to fix the problem. Um, well, it's been two years it's two years down the line, and uh, there's not even a, you know, a draft bill mm. on 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 the table. Um, so so they've. You know they've they've known this is coming. They haven't sorted it out. Now they have a big problem. Um, they um, the you know the the ruling around constitutional invalidity um, has to go to the confirmation uh, constitutional court for confirmation. Mm. Um, so in a sense, there they have an out. Uh, but the ruling on on um, on bulk uh, interception, which is perhaps their most important. Well, certainly for the intelligence services, maybe not for the police. Mm. Um, as far as I understand it, you know that uh, you know that 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 is in place now. Mm. The judge has said there's no law which allows you to do this. It's unlawful. Um, so if they want to continue doing that, they they're always obliged uh, to appeal. Um, but I think they're going to struggle to to scrape together a, a justification. Uh, for for uh, for whatever court that they go to, whether they go to the SCA on that, or, or whether we agree that everything goes directly to, to to the Concord, because um, you know it's a fundamental tenet of our system that the government can't do anything that's not enabled by law, and and uh, I, you know I think the judge ruled quite convincingly that you know there's no law which allows them to do this. Mm. Uh, Lucian, you've been nodding your head. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think Sam is right. You know, um, it's it's a very lucid judgment. It makes sense. Um, you know, he's 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 made his views very clear. It's all very rational. So I, I'm not entirely sure how you know on what basis they would just succeed. Uh, d- d- I think d- d- they would struggle. Yeah, S- S- Sam, is is the point that I mean, I'm not sure if you know for sure or you suspect. Is the point on on bulk surveillance or is it more broad? Um, look, um, so um, the as I understand, and Lucien will, will correct me. Mm. When when a, a high court judge makes a ruling that something is constitutionally invalid, mm. that uh, more or less automatically must go to the constitutional court for confirmation. But not a, so. If it's under appeal, though, it takes a different route. Yes. Yeah. Um, so it, it does. So, yeah. So so if they're appealing, it means that the it it, it would either be heard by three judges at the high court or it would be to the SCA, in which yes. case the declaration by the con court was, is, is in a way suspended until such time that no, the appeal process quite. is finalized. No, no, normally an appeal suspends, suspends the, uh, the ruling. Mm. Um, but we're going to have to see what they, they come up with. But, but I mean, I'd be interested to hear what Lucien uh, thinks is, is going to be the strategy. And, and and on bulk, I mean, I mean, I know, I know. Sometimes we have roadblocks where, um, for less than convincing reasons, you can search cars. I'm not sure. Um, is it completely unjustified to to you know take for example the xenophobic attacks? Is it completely unjustified to say we don't know where the problem is, so we're just going to fish around? So and because fishing. In one context, is wrong, but fishing in another context could be could be right. Um, so, yeah? uh, look, absolutely. Yeah. There's no question that that um, you know that that this is an important tool. Yeah. Um, the, the issue is um, how is it legalized? Right. Um, right. You, you know. Okay. <laughs> those are two different <laughs> que- que- yeah. questions. There's no there's no question in my mind that states need to be able to do this, but they need to be able to do it legally. And I think they've known, or they should have had, uh, you know, a reasonable suspicion for the last two years that they were doing it illegally and then they, may, they better get their house in order. Right. Now, the, you know, the oncoming train is, has, has, has arrived, uh, you know, in front of them, and now they're going to shut an emergency. 
listen, you mentioned earlier on about how, you know, the world approaches this bulk surveillance and, and, and I'm trying to work out whether it, you know, um, the message or the take on from our conversation tonight, is it that bulk surveillance need to be regulated or there is no room for bulk surveillance in, in the, in the legal construct that we have? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a difficult one because, I mean, when you're using bulk surveillance, you're, you're collecting the information of millions and millions yeah. of people and you've got this huge amount of data and you could basically uh, extract the information of any old person that you want. So it's really, I think it needs to be regulated. I think it needs some serious thought. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if our security uh, agencies are going to um, try and, and put forward some sort of law uh, that permits it, um, I think we're going to need, uh, it's going to be in very, very defined circumstances that they're able to do this. It's, it's a really difficult one to answer. Uh, but, but I must say, I mean, uh, and, and my parting shot in this is, you know, I, I, I love the world that we live in. You know, like the, 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 a world where, you know, things like, you know, like, things like this can be challenged. They can come to the fore because many of us wouldn't be as close to these issues as, for example, Sam Sol, who's a journalist and is directly affected. But to live in a world where you know that even decisions are and actions of your secret services, essentially, that's what it is, right? Your, your national intelligence can be overturned. It's, it's, and pair that with even what's happening today with the judgment of, of, the, of the president about, you know, appointment of ministers. So it looks like increasingly not a lot of things are going to yeah, be yeah. Um, immune from scrutiny. I mean, I, I, you know, it's impressive. I was sitting at dinner earlier this evening with my nine-year-old and, and, and ten-year-old. Don't tell me you were talking shut, about shut this. <laughs> yeah, they, they were so impressed. They said to me, Dad, do you mean a judge can tell our president what to do? And I said, yeah. <laughs> Judge definitely can, and they were yeah. very impressed. Yeah, yeah. so it, it's a good world that we're creating. Samsol, thank you so much. I'm not sure if you have a parting, a parting remark, but yeah, thank you so much for for joining us, and um, well done. I must say, congratulations. No, it's uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure, and I hope uh, people uh, found it interesting. Yeah, and I, I must say, for, for, for my own selfish reasons, I do hope they take it on appeal because I would like this, these arguments to be stretched and debated some more so that we arrive at a point where we have something that's just gold and, and solid because I think we live in, in quite a beautiful time where laws have been made um, and, and, and they are made as, you know, we, you could almost say that as lawyers practicing today, we're at the forefront of the most beautiful change that there ever will be, right? And, and I'm loving it. Thank you so much, Lucien. Welcome. Yeah, and to you, Afropolitan, thank you so much for, for joining us. I look forward to um, engaging with you um, uh, again next week. Uh, do tune in. And uh, like I said, you can catch the show tomorrow on our podcast. Uh, from me, Michael Matwining-Bill, good evening.